Hello everybody, I was having some trouble with that tonight. Hi guys, I'm Lady Falana, CEO and founder of Endure Entertainment. When you think of clean entertainment, think of Endure Entertainment. When you think of Endure Entertainment, think of clean entertainment. The Endure Entertainment television personalities. We are the A-Team. We're more than just a team, we're family. Look at all of the different syndicated podcast directories we are on. Go ahead and download those apps so you don't miss our shows on the go. Endure Entertainment LLC started October 2021. Now we're in 17 countries outside of the United States. Featured in CBS, Fox, and NBC, Gospel Choice Music Awards nominated for Independent Broadcast Network of the Year. We do more than just TV. We also do virtual concert extravaganzas. Our last one this past January was off the chain. You can look at our shows, virtual concert, and TV 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at EndureEntertainment.live. Radio, 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 radio. Next coming up is going to be the radio station of the year on Endure Entertainment. Ever thought about having your own show, television, radio? Would you like to get some exposure with your radio edited version of your performing artistic abilities? Take a look at Endure Entertainment. Hey everybody, and sorry my name, uh, my face is cutting me off right there. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Only me. Um, hmm. Hmm. How does that even happen? Uh, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. That's part of the problem. There we go. All right. Um, <clears throat> so I was having a lot of trouble tonight with um. Seems like everything, but. I mean, it really wasn't. Well, I only missed 14 minutes. All right. So, hello, hello. Um, let's get into it. I hope everybody's having a good week. Um, tonight, we're doing a couple of things here, which is, um, I know one's First Peter. Um, and um, I also wanted to go into uh, a little bit of uh, psychology and what I've been learning that uh, interests me is, uh, you know, so many people... Now, and part of what's going on with the, um, uh, with the world to me is a uh, group polarization and um, group, top, which are, group talk, which are actually um, two different subjects, but I'll get into those in a little bit. I wanted to start with the devotion here, um, if we can. And this is for today, August 6th. Um, so I did open up this one and look for August 6th. I just wanted to see what it said because of the day. Um, that I was having. And it says, Dear Jesus, thank you that I am safe, secure, and complete in you. Help me to stop my anxious striving and just come to you with the matters that are on my heart. I need to trust you enough to be open and honest as I tell you about the concerns weighing me down. I can give all my worries and cares to you, for you care about me. You're taking care of me. I find the rest of it in the shelter of your presence. Whenever I wander away and leave you out of my life, I no longer feel complete. The restlessness I experience in these times is actually a gift from you, reminding me to return to my first love. I need to make you central in my thoughts and feelings, my plans and my actions. 
when you're at the center of my life, I'm able to live meaningfully and according to your will. You've set my feet on a pathway to heaven, and you are my constant companion. When I encounter trouble as I journey with you, I'd love to hear your words of reassurance. Take heart, I overcame the world. All right. Oh, Lord, in your presence, I'm indeed safe. In your victorious name, amen. And that takes from uh, Peter 5, 7, uh, NLT, Psalm 31, 20, Revelation 2, 4, and John 16, 33. So that one, I'm not quite used to that book yet. So it's brand new to me. Um, <clears throat> but going into that, I wanted to um, uh, really talk about what um, sober-minded means to um, most people, because it, it seems like it's... Uh, the more I get into it, it seems like it's really misunderstood, I guess I could say, um, uh, which gets it really, I'd say, confused and uh, conflicted. Is that a good word? Can I use that one for this one? All right. And um, with that, sorry, I got to get a change of atmosphere here. That's better. And um, with that, I mean, a sober mind just doesn't mean you're drunk. Uh, I mean, you're, sorry, clean of substances. Um, what we're getting down to is your mind clear. You know, uh, the devil can make you drunk, but are you really, really um, sober minded? And I had a uh, better way I learned to look into this, which I will in just a second. Um, I really think of this when I think of the people in uh, group therapy, and um, as you all know, I'm studying for my psychology uh, master's now, and um, it, it's important to me to get a better understanding of how uh, everything works right now in this world and kind of this mess we're living in. Um, you know, it, it's it's complicated. I got to watch what I say here sometimes. Um, sometimes. And that's just the way it goes. All right. So what I was going to do, and here it is. Um, I wanted to start this with 1 Peter 5, 8. Um, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be alert and be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be alert, sober minded, and alert. That's the strangest way I've ever seen that reading. I don't remember it repeating itself, but hey, that's okay. We can hear it twice. Um, good enough. So here we go. Um, this is from uh, actual my psychology books for um, class. Um, and we're going to go into group polarization first. Um, but this is important is what are group polarization and group think how much power do we have as individuals um actual definitions this goes into um prejudice uh with group uh polarization and group think as well and um we end up with how leaders for example uh, over the years jim and tammy faye baker jim jones um, you can think of Adolf Hitler if you want to uh, try and keep that out of my mind. But um, uh, the polarization, um, it creates a point where you're not an individual anymore. I mean, you're part of this group think process. And um, 
the best way to avoid the dangerous side of group side effects of groupthink is for the leaders to be very open, encouraging towards the views and criticisms of other members of the group. That way, a more robust discussion can occur and potentially overlook flaws in a plan can be caught and remedied. Um, I usually highlight this stuff first so it would give me the exact definition so I don't paraphrase them and uh, get everybody confused. Because that's something I hear I do is go down a rabbit hole when I get um, thinking too much. And um, realistically, I don't really need the notes. But again, um, okay. Um, uh, group uh, polarization works this way. And right now is a perfect time to say this. Okay. This is when it comes to um, uh, political polarization, um, which basically that just means loathing across party lines. That means uh, if you don't know what loathing is, it's uh, hatred, uh, you despise it or um, something like that. And we see a lot of that right now because there's so much stuff that's not factual and nobody's uh, going into like actually looking at facts. Instead, what they're going into is saying, well, Whatever Trump says is right, whatever the group saying is right, because, you know, that's where you get stuck in the group think. And um, it, it, it gets everybody like it's like minded uh, group think is, you know, hey, whatever Trump's saying, that's what I'm going to agree with. And Trump's fans, so on and so on. Like, let's be realistic about this. People have been hurt since January 6th over this man's claims of um, the election being stolen which it clearly wasn't even in the, um, you know, people just took time to study anything. Even if you looked at where he's talking about the electoral college votes would not make up for what the popular vote would override right there. I mean, not by popular vote, but Biden would still have more electoral college votes. And um, the election was in no way stolen. There's been no proof shown and so on and so on. And that's why he's in court right now. I know that I got an email today from the Trump pack and um, it was begging for uh, donations to help him fight um, in a lawsuit against CNN. And um, uh, to me, I honestly find that stuff a little bit uh, offensive and bothersome. If a man is this wealthy and he's so much believes in himself, he, he put his own money up and, uh, you know, instead of saying, hey, I know you make $12 an hour, but send me whatever else, you know, it's like he's asking for tithings. And um, it, it's so screwed up and it, it's making everybody really in a uh, group of, th this works the same way as prejudice or discrimination. I mean, you know, if you're on the left, you're a bad guy to the right. If you're on the right, the left is all bad people. And it all goes without really any type of study involved in any kind of political science whatsoever. I mean, this is just people uh, regurgitating uh, rhetoric they hear on TV or they see on Facebook. You know, it was um, proven fact-checked that um, Trump fact-checked, okay? This is not somebody making it up. Fact-checked, told over 30,000 lies live in public forums when he was president. Now, you don't have to like that. You don't have to like hearing it. That doesn't really affect me none. It's the truth. And 
I'm not going to go through Obama's numbers um, or even Biden's. I mean, they're not not even close at, at this time. Um, and uh, but the two that would come closest would be uh, uh, George W. Bush and Bill Clinton, which are not even to a quarter of what fact checks have shown that Trump has lied about. And this isn't necessarily about Trump, but it's about the. Um, hold on, hold on a second. Sorry about that. It's about the groupthink process. All right. So if you've got one person that say that you find um, legitimate or um, uh, you find respect in these people, okay? Well, they'll say that they abuse that, like a. Um, um, a Tucker Carlson, like I've, I've watched things for the years where he's um, uh, definitely changes opinion, opinion, opinion. And um, it, it just doesn't it never adds up. Tucker Carlson was a failure trying to get in the CIA. He did not pass the test. He worked for a magazine that you would much uh, very much could correlate with a National Enquirer back from the 80s and 90s and so on. And um, he's a failure. Then he got his forum on um, Fox News, which is very heavily biased. I mean, Rupert Murdoch, who owns it, is, um, you know, now pulling the strings from Trump because it's getting Fox in trouble and less viewers. And here's Rupert Murdoch's bottom line, bottom line is um, he's not even American. All he cares about is the tax structure. And um, I kind of get it. I mean, that's where they say business is business, right? All right. So, I can't go over that part. I'm trying to figure out what I can go through without offending anybody, even though um, it's fact, but still people get hurt over the smallest things, and um, that's just the way it goes. All right, so here's what group polarization can feed. It can feed extremism and even suicide terrorism. Analysts of terroristic organizations around the world revealed that the terrorist mentality does not erupt suddenly on a whim. It usually begins slowly among people who share a grievance. As they interact in isolation, sometimes with other brothers and sisters in camp, their views grow more and more extreme. Increasingly, they categorize the world as us against them. True. Given that the self-segregation of the like-minded polarized people, a 2006 U.S. national intelligence estimate speculated that operational threat from self-radicalized cells will grow. And that is what keeps happening. And what I always like to uh, tell people is uh, cause and effect. I know I'm not doing that great tonight because i've got this so jumbled together and what i can't say and can't say um when uh, uh bring that about you have to think about it and i can go um, back to cause and effect on everything um uh, this includes women's rights but um let's go back to uh tulsa race massacre of 1921 um that was a re-emergence of the clan that got a bunch of people like-minded in that group, which became uh, polarized and became groupthink as well. So they didn't know what was right and wrong because they were so uh, mind-warped that um, 
they were just going by whatever was told to them. I mean, that's as simple as I can possibly put it. Um, so does that make it right or wrong? To me, I like to be an individual. Um, and I, I have noticed, uh, strictly, um, look, I'm 46 years old. I can, um, I don't have to speak like a, uh, child anymore that'll get in trouble for it. Um, so what happened to make this reemerge in recent years? I just gave you a cause and effect, uh, estimated once at 30 people were killed in the Tulsa race massacre. And then it's estimated at 300. Nobody knows because somebody's went in the river somewhere in mass graves. It's still not been figured out to this day. I know that there's new excavation ordered, but what started this was based on a lie that somebody made up and, um, well, not somebody, a lady made up and, um, basically false accused a young man of doing something that he didn't do. And they were looking forward to a, um, uh, lynching is that group think and that group polarization kept going. Um, that's all they were interested in is uh, basically taking the law into their own hands on this kid that didn't do anything, which by the way, they never found him. They never caught him and he got away and disappeared. But that's after a whole uh, community in a uh, hundred thousand mile city, about a 10,000 uh, unit community was destroyed. Um, and that's the truth. So what does that get me at right now? That takes me to uh, the last six years. OK, um, and this is what uh, people are going to love to argue with me. And uh, really, this is one of those where I can strongly say I don't care. Just just bring it on to me. Bring it on to me privately. Don't take it out on indoor because I don't speak for indoor on um, some of my views um, with uh, the last six years. You know, I can remember a specific and when I say get down to root cause and effect, I can remember specifically when Trump refused to denounce the the Proud Boys, which were just an offshoot of the Klan. I mean, all he had to do is say, you know, I don't agree with them. My people, you shouldn't agree with them. You shouldn't go with their stupid far right wing uh, mentality nonsense. I mean, conspiracy theories left and right. Instead of, uh, I believe correctly, that Trump said, uh, you know, there's good people. That's enough to say, to add, but there's good people. One of them did something wrong, but they're good people. Not if everybody's like-minded. That's where that excuse doesn't hold water at all. Um, now let's get up to, I barely want to touch on this one, but the Roe versus Wade thing, um, I'm not going to say my opinions, um, on abortion, I think it's very, very disgusting that some people use it as birth control. I can't say that. But what that did is uh, the overturning of it, they also made it very vague and very blurry in um, what what exactly was going to change. You know, um, uh, to me, I'd said in uh, talking with my sister and a few other people that um this is going to open up the floodgates and it absolutely has opened floodgates. I mean, now there's, I think it was Walgreens or CVS and these different places that now are kind of all making up their own laws because as broad as they uh, made that, you've got trigger states, which I don't know if anybody understands what that is, but then you've also got other states like Kansas um, who basically they don't have to overturn it if they don't want to. Um, which is fine and dandy again. But what you weren't thinking this is the inherent evil that can come from cheering on um, uh, history and repeating history. Um, 
and, and it gets really bad. Now, instead of going into this too far, what I will tell you is that it, it's getting to a point where uh, people that have molested uh, people, even incest, you know, it, it could get as bad. Some of these guys, one in Texas, one in Florida, is um, uh, suing for back child support and for child custody. And there's another one in Texas, but uh, hopefully that goes nowhere. But to the bigger picture, and it keeps, and it's going to keep growing. That's what happens when you open those floodgates, you know. And then, of course, then we've got flooding in Kentucky. It's, God bless them, man. I think the totals were up to um, somewhere around forty today. I know they found three or four more bodies in a river up there. And um, since I am from Kentucky, I could explain that all, but that would take a whole other episode. Um, in the mentality of the hills and um. People are just not wanting to leave there because of um, looting in other parts of Kentucky. There are people running to um, Hazard, uh, Perry County, Jackson, um, and many others just to go up there and loot. And, um, you know, it's 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 a crazy situation. Um, but there's also on the good side, um, Jesus has called people in there to bring water, cleaning supplies, help these people clean up what they can salvage. Um, you know, but it's going to be, this is going to take a long time to clean this one up. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, unpredicted national disasters that we don't, um, prepare for because everybody always, you know, we all think that me included. No, it's never going to be me. Well, I was wrong. It was me, um, uh, you know, just last year, not even a year ago today. Um, uh, I did die and was sent home to die. So never going to happen to me. Yeah. When it's right in your face, that's kind of, you know, that's the harsh reality you have to, um, understand. So, um, instead of going to any more into that, what I was going to say is there are certain medicines that people need to basically stay alive. There's autoimmune, um, uh, issues, uh, kidney issues, um, epilepsy, um, and even, uh, migraines, um, that there's certain medications that they're trying to ban now that would treat all these. And, um, there's even MS drugs and so on and so on. So there's somebody's of childbearing age, um, basically again, another broad written law, that they can't have these medications. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't think it's going to pass, but that's, you know, when you get that going like that, that's, that's what happens is it creates a snowball effect where it's rolling down the um, hill and it's just getting um, worse, you know, um, such a mess. Hold on. All right. I want to move on from there. Okay. This is where um, I go into, you know, there's like a million quizzes through um, uh, the work I have to do. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, but um, that's a good one. Group polarization is most likely to occur in which of the following groups? A, a group in which little communication is possible. B, a group in which individuals share similar opinions. C, a group in which each individual has a unique perspective. D, a group in which individuals have not formed any opinion. That could go so many ways, but what I do know, and um, I did get it correct, 
Uh, is group polarization does not create new opinions, but it strengthens existing opinions of those who already agree with each other. This is where you get in your danger zone. When you got a bunch of people who are like-minded and the polarization kicks in, I mean, you're talking like the super church. Why, uh, Jim and Tammy Faith Baker, I mean, it's not a victimless crime. They robbed millions of people. And um, let's go straight back into who I like to talk about anyway, because it fascinates me how many people listen to this man. Jim Jones came along with his own views. Top of the pyramid right there. And he believes, believes, same as David Crest in Waco, that he's some kind of prophet. And um, that didn't work. You know, I mean, it worked for them for a while. They had their own small little colonies. And um, it, it's really, it's, it's disturbing, to say the least, if Jim Jones could get 900 people to drink that flavor aid laced with cyanide and, um, uh, you know, it was telling them to drink the juice. And these people were doing it because they all believed they were going to the kingdom with Jim Jones. And no, but that's what I wish more and more understood. Even when you get on your political sides, left and right can be dangerous because if you're following one person's uh, ideologies, and narcissism, as in Trump, and I, I, I don't know, and um, I'm not a doctor yet, um, but I, I, he throws off some signs to me as um, everybody's just going to say this is me hating on Trump. It's not that, man. If you can sit there as a good Christian, and I, I had this happen to me where a pastor said, you know, you have to align yourself with who you can morally and ethically align yourself with. And he said his was um, Donald J. Trump. I was like, man, I'm out of this church. Um, and that's what I did. I walked out um, because that's disturbing. I mean, it's just disturbing. This guy doesn't have a clean history. He's gone bankrupt like 40 times and talks about how rich he is constantly. And what needs to be talked about is, let's say, for example, right now where these floods ravaged Kentucky, these are the 13 poorest, poorest poorest counties in the entire United States and in these counties don't don't get me wrong here they had the largest turnout of Trump voters per capita in Kentucky now because Trump and Mitch McConnell had both gone there and spoke to him and gave him hope about being pulled out of this mess that became the coal mining industries and um you know, they didn't do any of that. And but yet these people like the tough talk and so on and so on. And I'll say people like Donald Trump are very charismatic and that earns you points right there, period. You know, when they think you're uh, anti-government uh, against the system, anarchy. Yeah, man, people dig that. That's why so many like different things than we tend to. But. The point to remember by connecting and magnifying the inclinations of like-minded people, the internet can be very, very bad, but also very, very good. So when people are spreading these videos around Facebook, and this is where it's going to go into um, a form of hatred and bigotry, uh, realistically, um, uh, when people are posting up their videos and they're, views of what they believe in and people are saying 
oh, this must be the truth. This must be the truth. This is this is this is showing us the end of the earth coming because of government. Government spying on us. This and that. Man, live your life. I mean, come on, uh, seriously, come on, uh, really. Um, I can't say that. Um, it, it's it's tough to believe that so many people spend so much time on conspiracy theories when they could be spending time, you know, like I do, and um, this is not saying be mean, but I'm saying I spend a lot of time meditating and, um, you know, taking baths and talking to God, and uh, that seems to work out better for me because, um, look, uh, what I know is all these uh, people that, uh, the flat earthers, <laughs> all these people that are predicting the end of days, well, I've got to give you one thing that you can't do is we can't predict the end of days. Um, only God can predict the end of days. And uh, I stay out of your conversations mostly because, I mean, you're going on literal, little to no knowledge when there's more important things out there that are really, really destroying the population as a whole. You know, one of them that um, is one of my bigger specialties, um, I would say, is um, uh drugs and alcohol and um i mean it's getting to a pandemic level with um how many people fentanyl's killing um it's raising every year i think i can't remember from last week i guess it was but i think it's like raised 53 percent in kentucky um and only behind kentucky is north carolina so that's two states that i'm specifically talking to and two states where i've lived most of the last 20 years um and uh, it's fascinating to me, but it's how very different counties can be in each place. North Carolina and Kentucky kind of mimic themselves in certain ways. Like you've got a few cities, you know, we've got Lexington and Louisville. People like to call Bowling Green a city. I don't know. That's up to you. Um, I guess they just want to hang off St. Louis there. But um, the same in North Carolina, you've really you've got Winston-Salem. Uh, you've got Charlotte, um, maybe Raleigh somewhat, um, but again, that's uh, based on everybody's opinion. The rest of it, you have a lot of rural areas, a lot of very poor areas, and um, they don't concentrate on those. They're saying, where are the drugs coming from? And a lot of people are saying the Mexican border, you know, and repeating that nonsense over and over again. That's not where the majority of the drugs are coming from. They're coming. The fentanyl especially is coming from China and India. And a lot of it has been circumvented now to the East Coast because we put so much concentration on that border wall and things like that and think that's going to stop it. Man, there's that's no way. There's no way. It's very uh, Greek mythology here. You know, the Trojan horse. And um, there is no wall that can keep that can keep anybody out of it that's determined to break it. You can't. And um, that's just the truth. And, um, it, you know, really, it's also um, I can go into and say this is this is God's land. You're not supposed to set up your own borders, um, but that's not going to help any situation anytime soon. Uh, to me, I just find that is, uh, again, polarization. And, um, you know, that's exactly what happened. And the Hispanics were getting blamed for, you know, everything that was going on when, you know, the Chinese and um even the Indians were sitting over there, you know, making more and getting away with it more. So, I mean, sometimes you create your own demons. And, um, you know, I do believe in that.
So um, that's another damaging thing that can come from polarization. Um, and, you know, if you think about it realistically, like in uh, any Muslims that I know are the most peaceful people in, in the world. They really are. So but they get pigeonholed by one far right group that's, um, you know, that's extreme Muslim, like extreme uh, uh, red state. Know a better term to call it. I mean, I know a better term, but I can't say it, so I'm not going to. Um, you know, if you think the Proud Boys represent the um, all of the Republican Party, you know, that would be a failure on our part right there, and I very much mean that. Um, you know, and if you think these extremists, and if you think what uh, I'll get into that in a minute. But I mean, really, it's irresponsible for us to say, well, every Republican's bad because of this certain group of jerks out there that's uh, making everybody look bad. They make the United States as a whole look bad. Um, but that's where it gets hard because, you know, I've not got the exact numbers, but I'm sure I could figure them out. Give me till next week on that one. Um, Yes. All right. In a recent study, um, the decision-making process leading to the ill-fated insurrection, they discovered that a soaring morale of the recently elected president and his advisors fostered undue confidence. And that is exactly what happened. And, you know, what nobody's thinking of is... um the families of those who got hurt and injured, um, you know, uh, did they deserve this? And, you know, it was really, uh, I don't care if you love the guy or not, you can't agree with everything a flesh man is sitting there telling you to believe because he says it. That's false prophecy. It's false witness. And, um, you know, but you've got so many people that are just like, oh, no, that's okay. That's what we were supposed to do. Stop the steal. Uh-huh. So you commit crimes to stop what you consider a crime. That makes a whole whole lot of no, no, it just don't make sense. And you can't say it does, but you also can't argue with somebody that's so stuck in that group mentality and mob mentality and polarization and group think. It doesn't even work that way. What does it take to change all this? What does it take to change a group as a whole? It's individualism. It's different ideas. It's brainstorming. It's not saying one person is completely right. I wish I had a whole bunch of marbles. You take one marble, it's red. All the rest of them are yellow. Okay. And then the red marble is telling 100 yellow marbles what to do. Well, one marble agrees and two marbles agree. Then guess what? The 98 other agree. And then you've got a mob mentality and polarization and the group think. Now, that's saying a lot in all this stuff um, because it, it needs to be uh, thought of. Um, there's another way, too, uh, uh, to look at it as well. You know, despite the um, dangers of group think, um, there's also instances where two heads are better than one. And that's meaning, though, from two different varied opinions and you come together and you draw a conclusion together. 
or three. Three makes up a church or a group. If you've got your group, don't have one leader. I've got uh, my own group over on uh, Facebook. It's called um, GN3 and Associates of Sober Minds. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't consider it my group because um, I've got so many people in there, basically a, a lady who is more of a biblical scholar than I am runs the page. Uh, her name's Erica Burke. She's just awesome. So, um, you know, instead of me making it, it's my rules, it's my rules, it's my group. I started the group. I don't do that at all. Um, you know, I, if I come up with something that uh, they find they don't like, they'll be quick to let me know. And, um, you know, I think at one point people are like, okay, is he going to be cool with that? Or is he not going to be cool with that? Okay, he's cool with it. Yes. And that's just because that's the way um, I am. And luckily that comes from a great mother that taught me well. Um, it, it, it's important, um, especially, you know, the uh, basically the girl who manages and really uh, runs my group and is such a good um, – um, She's a good handler for me is the best way I can put it. And, uh, but that helps. I, I come from a male perspective. And when she comes from a woman's perspective, I'm not one of those guys that says, I understand. I understand. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, females issues, I can understand sort of things that when it comes to mentalities, but every mentality, uh, bodily things. No, I'm never going to understand it. I actually really, really, uh, find a huge amount of issue with um, those that decide that, especially, man, right now, let's face it for what it is. It's older white men making decisions for women all across the U.S. Now, this is taking us a step back in women's rights. And um, again, I'm not a conspiracy person, but I'm telling you, it's dangerous to mess with history. It really is because you are doomed to repeat it. And I can go through a million examples. That's what actually I'm having to write a big paper on that right now with mob theory and repeating the history, the inherent dangers of it. You know, I've gone everywhere from Tulsa to the civil rights movement, to the sit-in in Greensboro, um, North Carolina, to uh, Rodney King, the LA riots. And um, the list goes on and on and on and on. And then you've got the dangerous individualistic theories, but they almost have somebody who's with them. Even the guy who shot everybody in Vegas, he was driven by influence, internet influence. Um, let's go ahead and talk about um, Alex Jones and Sandy Hook. You know, of all the people that believed him, followed him, were screaming his innocence this week, and there's still a Save Alex Jones thing up. His lawyers accidentally sent two years of text messages to the attorneys that were prosecuting him, the attorneys that worked for the family of a young boy that was killed. And uh, the look on Alex Jones' face when, you know, the other attorney asked him if he knows what perjury is. And, I mean, he kind of had this look on his face like, oh, um, and, uh, you know, but it's the truth. All of his text messages came out where he said he never mentioned Sandy Hook, and I don't know why he was saying that, but basically, if you don't know, he claimed that, that massacre Sandy Hook where, with the school shooter was all made up and they were trauma actors. And um, he went on with this a lot for years. As a matter of fact, he got up till he was making $800,000 a day off his supporters. 
and doomsday people with all his products being sold. And you're talking like pills to extend your life when, uh, you know, the craziness goes down and um, it, it's all nonsensical. But if you're good enough and you're charismatic enough, you're going to have people believe you. So what's the inherent danger? It's false prophecy. What do you do about that? It's easy. You don't sit there and believe something just because somebody says it. This is a dangerous, dangerous problem, especially when it comes to those that take advantage of it in the church. Um, and there's plenty. There is plenty right now. Um, it, it's ridiculous. You look at Hillsong, uh, even recently, you know, it, it has to get old to somebody besides me that, you know, these people are claiming, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And that's what it boils down to. And uh, thieves, liars, but praise Jesus. And the way they do it, I know with my experience here in Kentucky, the way they say praise Jesus actually hits me kind of a familiar from history studies, but it's praise Jesus, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what that takes me to, because um, really I don't think it deserves it. But there's commonalities in that that are scary, and it scares me. I'm not a fan of um, Osteen. Um, very much don't care who is. Um, but it's, again, you know, even when it came down to the uh, flood victims around there, uh, he closed his church. Why? I thought that was a place of God. Didn't he want to protect people? Nobody pays attention to that. They just talk about how good of a job he does on Sunday morning. And I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, um, kind of. I, I was a little bit speaking in riddles on that one, which I tend to do. But, you know, when you get that group mentality, and it almost turns into like a little mafia of its own, you can come in, but you can't get out. I know, like, There's one group specifically that just hates me because I've called them out for some stuff. And that's what we should do. If we go along with it, I mentioned this last week, being a bystander does what for anybody? Nothing. Um, all you're doing is you're helping. And to me, if you see something terribly wrong or you know something terribly wrong is going on and you don't say anything because you feel like you're talking about somebody else or somebody's telling you from a really pathetic pathetic minded bunch of crap that no you can't say anything you can't say anything. that's gossip you're talking about somebody no what you're doing is you're sitting back and you're enabling somebody to hurt somebody else and that's the truth now me for example i will quickly say something to somebody if i if i don't like it um, I'll try and do it the soft way at first. And I'm not saying like I'm the big brute that's coming in there with the baseball bat. Um, but I'm not scared to say, you know, Hey, this is what you did. I know you did it. You know, even if they're sitting there lying about it, um, you know, and people don't expect you to do that. They don't expect you to be called out. If you ever notice when you're watching the, um, the news and so on, like I saw an interview with Donald Trump where he's sitting down there and this was with CNN and um, they show him a clip of an inner or a rally he was at where he was speaking. He was speaking and, um, you know, and he was speaking some kind of nonsense. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. It doesn't matter. But I specifically remember he tells the lady, no, I didn't say that. 
and she's like, you just said it. It's right there on video. And he's like, no, I didn't say that. It's fake news. I got computers putting words in my mouth. Fake news. And it's like, oh my God, man, really? I mean, it, it's it, this disturbing part there is so many people believe that. And um, what you're doing is he's gotten it so polarized that you are not looking at another option. I mean, when I say you all, I mean, uh, a lot on the right are. Some are not. You got to think Dick Cheney was, you know, so heavy, uh, heavily right. Um, his daughter is doing a fantastic job in prosecuting Trump, even though that's probably going to cost her um, her own seat. Um, but she doesn't care. She's a right and wrong and believes in the Constitution. And that's just the way it goes. I mean, she's what you would call a true American. It's like, um, you know, uh, I hate giving them too much time, so uh, it's really not worth it. But in talking about all that, what I was wanting to get to, no matter what, is there is no true leader except for Christ. I mean, there's really not. And for me to say that, I know that you didn't hear me two years ago. I've got plenty of videos I need to put up and show of how just twisted I'd become from the spirits that I was poisoning myself with. And um, I get it. I've heard people say, well, you were just an alcoholic. No. And I was a child of God that did some some very yeah, wrong things. And I ended up dying for it. But I'm back. And I don't think God brought me back to just be weak-minded and do whatever somebody's telling you is right because they're telling you. It's again, when you all, anybody that listens, if you don't hear, if you don't hear anything else I've said, pay attention to this. I have to go over this every week because I'm still seeing stuff about the um, uh, Biden things. I forget what it is. Um, I don't know. They've got some kind of slogan. But um, and the gas prices, Biden has nothing to do with the gas prices. That pipeline had nothing to do with the gas prices. That wouldn't have made a change. All it is is a transport tunnel. That's what it does is it transports. All right. So they're not making oil there. They're not digging oil there. Um, or whatever you call it, drilling oil there. So again, this is global market pricing. That means the gas prices are based all over the world, not in America. Joe Biden's not the president of the world, and it's not his fault. It, this can't even be blamed on Trump. If it were the left side blaming it on Trump, no, it's not even Trump's fault. It's not. So pay attention. Pay attention to your other man. and Don't play the blame game. If you want to be activist and you want to do something about it, do it. But do it with a conscience and do it with morals and do it with ethics. And me saying that, I, I'm very hardcore about that now. When you go from derelict to learning how to be alive again through Christ, it makes a big difference in, in your life. And, um, you know, uh, in the, uh, uh, what was it, Kurt Cobain, uh, I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I am not. And um, that's that's very true. Um, so um, one last thing here, when it gets into the power of individuals, and this will sum it up for us um, tonight. I do thank you all for listening. I was very off tonight because I've just had so much to um, end of the semester stuff kind of. Uh, can I use that I'm 46 for a reason? too? <laughs> no, I'm a perfectionist. This is a problem. Um, so let's say the power of individuals. 
In affirming the power of social influence, we must not overlook the power of individuals, social control, the power of the situation and personal control, the power of the individual interact. People aren't billiard balls. When feeling coerced, we may react by doing the opposite of what is expected, therefore reasserting our sense of freedom and self-worth. However, committed individuals can sway the majority and make social history. Were this not so, communism would have remained an obscure theory. Christianity would be a small Middle Eastern sect, and Rosa Parks' refusal to sit at the back of the bus would not have ignited the U.S. civil rights movement. Technology history, too, is often made by innovative minorities who overcome the majority's resistance to change. To many, the railroad was a nonsensical idea. Some farmers even feared that the train noise would prevent chickens from laying eggs. People derided Robert Fulton's steamboat as Fulton's folly. As Fulton later said, never did a single encouraging remark, a bright hope, a warm wish cross my path. Much the same reaction that has greeted the printing press, the telegraph, and the incandescent lamp, and the typewriter. The power of one individual or two individuals to sway majorities is minority influence. In uh, scientific studies of groups in which one or two individuals consistently express a controversial attitude or with an unusual perceptual judgment, one finding repeatedly stands out. When you are the minority, you are far more likely to sway the majority if you hold firmly to your position and you don't waffle. This tactic won't make you popular, but will make you influential, especially if your self-confidence stimulates others to consider why you react the way you do, even when a minority's influence is not yet visible. People may privately develop sympathy for the minority person in position and rethink their views. Um, let's get to this one more time. This is the bottom line of, of everything we've talked about, okay? The powers of social influence are enormous, but so are the powers of the committed individual. For classical music, Mozart mattered. For drama, Shakespeare mattered. For world history, Hitler and Mayo and Gandhi and Mandela mattered. Social forces matter, but individuals matter too. So you can uh, take that where you want. And um, to me, the individual is not a Donald Trump. The individual is Jesus. Right out of all those um, examples I just gave you where Christianity would be a small Middle Eastern sect. Um, why is it a worldwide uh, uh, thing now? That's the power of Christ. No matter how much power a Trump had or a uh, Hitler had or something like that, their self-serving purposes, they fell. And they fell hard. Gandhi, not so much. Nelson Mandela, not so much. They got a movement of goodness going, and that's your peace and love. And um, even Bob Marley, as he said it best, give thanks and praise to the Lord, and it'll be all right. So, with that said, that's it for me this week. And uh, next week, I'll come up with something a little, little more prepared, maybe. No, I don't know. It wasn't that too bad, but it wasn't that bad tonight. But um, anyway. Think about what I said. Um, um, 
especially, I mean, put some real thinking into it on, are you worshiping uh, people like Trump, Osteen, the mega churches where you live or anything like that? Are you worshiping them over top of worshiping, worshiping Christ? Um, if you are the really big problem right there is with, um, it, it's you, you're what they would consider a weak minded individual that falls into prey of the um, group talk and the polarization. So, and that's not being mean to anybody. I'm just telling you, think for yourself or find others that are kind of like maybe have moral and ethical values the same as you do. So with that said, I got to get off here, but um, I love you all. God bless. And good night. Prayers for everybody um, in Kentucky with what's going on um, and all the mass shootings that are going on and, um, you know, just the chaos in general. Um, it, it's really true. We need to find peace in this world. And I don't know the answer, but as once a doctor asked me, you know, when he said he can't explain the um, way I was healing and stuff like that. And by the way, just two weeks ago now, again, I was looking through my uh, doctor's notes the other day from my last CT scan. And, um, you know, I went from last year having lesions all over the place in my liver. That's where they were saying I was going to have, um, I was, it was going to kill me. And, um, it clearly shows my medical record, zero lesions found. So yeah, there's somebody that can do it. You know, there's somebody who can figure it out. And I think maybe we need to give more thanks and praise to the Lord. Thank you much. And I'll talk to you all next week. And, um, yeah, have a good week. Let me see if I can lead y'all out here with one thing. There we go. Author Evangelist Corey Thomas, a dedicated servant leader whose weapons are spiritual in nature and volatile in impact. Hot off the press, author Evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Matthew 5, 13, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his flavor, well, will shall it be salted? It's author Evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Purchase your copy to help maintain that flavor in your spiritual walk. This book is epic. It's sold on every major online bookstore or go to CoreyThomasMinistries.com. I got my copy. Be sure to get yours. It's author evangelist Corey Thomas's new book, Sound Advice, Music and the Battle for Your Mind, Body, and Soul. Get your copy today.